You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. What's up, everybody? This is Trey Biddy with Hogsports.com, H-A-W-G-Sports.com. Well, spring football has wrapped up, for us anyway, in terms of our availability, in terms of media and being able to watch practices. So we're going to talk a little bit about what we learned in the 2022 Razorback Spring, capping things with that spring scrimmage on Saturday. Also, a lot to get to with recruiting, so we're going to talk to Danny West, get to your questions as well, all that and more on Hogsports Live. Before we get started, I want to remind you there's plenty of ways to watch and listen. You can always tune in on Facebook Live. Be sure to throw us a like there. Become one of 85,000 Razorback fans to follow the page. Also available on YouTube. Be sure to throw us a thumbs up there and subscribe to the channel. Hit the notifications bell so you're alerted anytime we upload new videos. Also available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, anywhere else you can think of to find your favorite podcast. We'd love the highest rating. You can give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and say something nice about the show. Let others know what to expect when they're looking for Razorback content. All right. What are we going to start off with today? We could talk a little bit about Sam Pittman's contract. A little Burby tells me that it's going to be a little bit, maybe maybe a week, maybe weeks before the, all the details come out and everything's signed and stuff. But it is in the hands of the lawyers right now. So uh, they have agreed to the terms of the new contract. Let me get this off of here. They have agreed to the terms of the new contract. So that's the big step right there. Sam Pittman likes what they offered. They like what they offered, I guess. As Sam Pittman kind of said, they agreed. I agreed. We both agreed. You know, so uh, we'll see what happens with that. Uh, There's been a lot of speculation. I mean, I I would probably expect – he mentioned that there's a non-compete, obviously. So there's a non-compete that's, I would assume, going to keep him from taking any other coaching job. Maybe is it just the SEC? Is it any coaching job? Obviously, Arkansas, as he said, can fire him. There's certainly not anything trending that way right now. But uh, Sam Pittman wants to be at Arkansas the rest of his coaching career, and this looks like this will be the deal that keeps him here. And I would expect somewhere in the middle range, maybe some incentives. I don't know. I mean, he was making $3 million a year, so what's middle of the pack in the SEC? $6 million? How many times do you double your salary? Not often. His last contract, he more than doubled his salary. So not often that you get a chance to double your salary uh, in the same job. But uh, is that going to happen for Sam Pittman? Is it going to be $5 million? We're going to find out. I mean, he's certainly shown he's deserving as much as any other middle-of-the-pack SEC coach right now. I mean, that's where he's finished. And there's going to be incentives, obviously, to get you to higher levels if you reach a – you know, a bowl game or you reach a certain level bowl game or you reach a um, a New Year's Six bowl game or a college football playoff or the championship game, all those things. So it'll be interesting to see what comes out of that. I would expect at least a week, maybe more, before everything's signed. Scrimmage stats, not that impressive. Anybody who watched the walk and talk, we talked a little bit about some of the things that I'm about to talk about. I didn't actually go into the contract stuff just because, you know, you start talking and it's not scripted or anything like that. So I didn't have anything but in front of me. So people were asking me, why don't you talk about the contract? But uh, just, I don't know, crazy. I guess it slipped my mind. Uh, but the unofficial scrimmage stats, not anything too extraordinary. I think being inside hurts the offense a little bit, just the environment of it all. I just, I, you know, it's, it's different than being outside in a stadium on the field. 
not that it should help the defense, but I think it just kind of hurts the offense a little bit. K.J. Jefferson was 8 of 14 for 74 yards. Malik Hornsby, 4 of 14 for 52 yards. Danny has him with two drops. I actually – I counted three drops. Uh, there was also a couple good plays by defensive backs batting balls down. So, I don't know that Hornsby's numbers are as bad as they actually came out. Cade Fortin was 4-9 for 70 yards and a touchdown. Nobody really just, like, jumped off the page as far as receiving, as you could expect from the passing numbers. Harper Cole led all receivers with three catches and for 41 yards also. So, led him in both categories. You know, rushing is a tough one to figure because it's just thud up. You know, they weren't tackling to the ground. So, Raheem Sanders, seven carries for 75 yards, two touchdowns. He did have one. I guess it probably would have been, like, most of that yardage. You know, it was it was fairly early in the scrimmage. He went around the left side. Nobody thudded him up. It would have been a touchdown, a long touchdown run against the second-team defense also. They, were, they worked some ones versus one, but mostly were, you know, talking about ones versus twos, you know, stuff like that. So, Anyway, a few of the scrimmage stats. Won't be long before we get to Danny West here, probably in about seven minutes or so. A couple of injury updates. Torian Carter went down with a knee injury. Warren Thompson looked like he banged his head. Now, Carter, from what Sam Pittman said after practice, doesn't seem like it's going to be a serious injury. May, you know, maybe something that – who knows? Maybe it requires a little bit of surgery or cleaning up. Maybe it's maybe it's nothing. Maybe it's just a little rehab. But it doesn't sound like it's anything that's going to take him into fall camp. You talk about a position group where you can't afford to lose anybody. That's it. And I talked about a little bit on the walk and talk. I talked about it, but I feel like they are a big nose tackle away. Maybe two, but really one. Because I, I I have some confidence in Torian Carter and Isaiah Nichols. Uh, but if you could get a guy that's like, you know, 320, 330 with some experience that you feel really good about, that could be the missing piece for this team. I mean, when let's just, let's just look at this defense for a second, okay? you got Carter and Nichols. Cam Ball's another guy that's really coming on. You know, him with another offseason, with another eight-week training cycle, you know, he could take another step forward. He's certainly drawn a lot of praise from people. But you've got, you know, those three guys – if you can bring in another one, then you start talking about having a really good rotation, maybe feeling a little bit better about, you know, a four-man rotation there and a four-man front also, uh, but four-man interior rotation. So bring in a guy like that, you feel pretty good about where they are at end, okay? you got Jordan Dominic coming in. You've got Landon Jackson, plus the guys that are already here, Eric Gregory. You know, Eric Gregory's a guy that could go inside or outside, but you got Gregory, you got Zach Williams, um, you know, Jashad Stewart brings a nice pass rush. Eric Thomas has had a good spring. So you feel pretty good about where they are at defensive end. Linebacker, like, it's almost like they were, like, cautious to talk about Drew Sanders up until yesterday, and then everybody's like, all right, we can talk about Drew Sanders now. Wow. Wow on Drew Sanders. They've been really impressed with him, his ability to get sideline to sideline. We talked about a little bit chasing down Malik Hornsby on, at the corner. That's very hard to do. Uh, he also has, like, some swim move that's, I don't know, that's unique that people hadn't seen. But the thing about Sanders is, you know, being 6'4", 6'5", 235 pounds or so, you know, coming at you with speed, physical, all that stuff, is he going to run over me? Is he going to swim move me? You know, you got to be ready for both. And if you're ready for both, you're not fully one, ready for one or the other. And uh, he's made a lot of people look foolish. And apparently he hasn't really taught it to anybody yet, but that's something that he's 
planning on teaching everybody. I don't know. But uh, the, the reviews on Drew Sanders have been really, really positive. So you feel better about linebacker. I like Christopher Paul also. I think he's going to be your third linebacker, a guy that kind of rotates around. You know, you've got some guys that you feel good about for the future. But Jordan Crook's young, you know, just a freshman. But he, he could be another guy. You know, Marco Avance, a guy that's been injured a lot. And, of course, you got Bumper Poole, who's going to start beside Drew Sanders. I think that's how that's going to play out. Uh, so – you feel good about that cornerback with McGlothern back in. Um, you know, Malik Chavis, I think, had a really good spring also. But McGlothern, Malik Chavis, Hudson Clark, you know, there's three cornerbacks right there. And, you know, you'd obviously like to have four, but really you've got a top guy that's going to be the guy for both sides. Um, you know, in safety, there's just there's, there's a lot of competition there. There's a lot of depth. You got Jalen Catalan, obviously. You got other guys with some experience, Simeon Blair, uh, Latavius Brini, who hasn't really impacted there. Oh, I, I forgot to mention Kari Johnson, who could play cornerback or safety. You know, Miles Slusher can play a variety of different positions. The guy that hadn't been talked about a whole lot either is Ja'Cory Turner. I, I like him too. You know, Jaden Johnson played some last year. I look at this defense and I'm like, man, they've got, they just, they have some pieces. They really do. And they've got some experience, they've got size. They feel fast. You got Bumper Pool, Jalen Catalan coming back. I mean, there's a lot to like on this defense that was, you know, pretty middle of the pack last year, which is way better than they've been in the past. Okay. Now, to me, again, like versus having guys that like can go up against SEC offensive linemen, man, if you could bring in a stud nose, if you could bring in a stud nose that gives you an advantage over some of those guys, like like Ridgeway did. That could be something. Um, you know, flipping over to offense, I, I mentioned before, I mean, I'm going to go over this real quick, but the offensive line returns four guys who are either going into their third year as a starter or their fourth year as a starter. That's pretty rare, okay? The other guy, and nothing against Myron Cunningham, but the guy you lost apparently isn't going to get drafted into the NFL, okay? Your left tackle that you felt like super good about, oh, it's huge Myron Cunningham's returning, He's a good player and everything, but nobody's saying he's going to the NFL. You know, so, like, that makes you kind of think, like, okay, maybe maybe you could replace Myron pretty easily with the guys on campus. Um, I kind of think when all said and done, it wouldn't surprise me, y'all, if Takias Crawford was your starting left tackle. A lot could depend on Dalton Wagner because Dalton Wagner's had a bit of a nagging back issue. But it just feels like with Crawford, the more and more work he's gotten since Wagner's been out, um, the more coaches have been like, you know what, this guy's really good. And it's just a matter of, like, finding a spot for him. Is it going to be left tackle? Is it going to be right tackle? Is he, is he going to stay a backup? Is he going to be guard? He's been working a lot at right guard also. But I think when everything shakes out, Takias Crawford is a starter on the offensive line, okay? And right now, I might say Brady Latham would be my pick to be left tackle. Maybe Luke Jones. Maybe it's Latham, Luke Jones at guard or tackle. Uh, but I brought this up to Pittman on Saturday, just like, is it make you uneasy a little bit? Because you always talk about who's your center, who's your left tackle. And then after that, who's your right tackle? Center, left tackle, priorities then who's my right tackle and then guards you know and I I, I I know what he said about guards like it's not like saying that you know they're less important or anything but to me like it's easier to find a guy that can play guard than it is to find a guy that can play a left tackle okay 
sometimes maybe your best backup tackle could be a guard, you know, unless they're extremely tall. Usually you don't really see that unless, I mean, they used Dan Skipper at guard his freshman year. So you feel good about the offensive line. Obviously you feel good about quarterback with KJ Jefferson. Not going to go into a whole lot of detail on KJ. They're thin at quarterback. Wide receiver. I mean, I just feel like you have to use Malik Hornsby at wide receiver as much as possible. He's the guy, as I mentioned Saturday, and for some reason I have this in my head, 19 catches and a 21-yard average. Feel good about running back. They got a stable there. Running behind an experienced offensive line. Trey Knox can be a weapon at tight end. We know Hudson Henry has a lot of ability and potential. Special teams. Cam Little. Guys, I mean, hey, <laughs> I don't want to get ahead of myself. And I, I, I was like, am I overdoing Am I overthinking this? But they won nine games last year, okay? And they've got the good home schedule this year where they don't lose a home game with the Texas A&M game. We're going we're gonna to come back to some of this. I've got a few more things I want to talk to, but I want to get to Danny West right now, who's chasing gobblers right now in Missouri. But it was a big visit weekend. Obviously, Jaden Rashada came in. There's an article on hogsports.com if you want to check out any of that stuff where Rashada talks about his visits, what he liked about it, what his plans are coming up. Danny, how you doing, man? Hey, buddy. What's going on? Oh, not much. Just uh, talking a little bit about spring, wrapping things up kind of, and thought we'd take a break and talking about that and jump over to recruiting because there was so much that happened this weekend with with visitors coming in, some big-time guys, and uh, I kind of just thought maybe I'd just let you take it away. Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. Yeah, well, it was a good weekend for them. Uh, I think they will get some commitments out of the group that was on, on campus uh, eventually. I know it didn't happen right off the bat, but be patient. I think they're I think they're in good shape on that front. But one of the best groups I've seen ever, Trey, to be honest with you. Um, I mean, you saw them. Mm-hmm. You saw the list. You, you saw what they looked like in person. It's just it's it's a pretty uh unique time you know anytime you've got a five-star quarterback on campus it's gonna have a shot to be in my book one of the best i've seen and that was that was definitely the case Jaden rashada of course making the trip from pittsburgh yeah. uh, california uh he was one of many but i mean the list goes on cedric baxter those are two of the top 50 players in the country for this year's class they've already they've had five guys in the top 50 
visit Arkansas this year. And that's that blows my mind. And then that's just the uh, 2023 class, right? Mm-hmm. Think about 2024, all those top 100s that have been here. You got several more coming back again this weekend. So, uh, yeah, uh, overall, uh, I think it was a really good weekend for them. Going to be curious to see how, how this quarterback situation shakes out here uh in the coming weeks yeah yeah because it, it feels like malachi singleton could make a decision sooner and then rashada maybe he's kind of talking i'm going to come out with my top five soon you know a little bit so it feels like a little bit later on him so uh if malachi singleton wants to come you can't turn down malachi singleton i mean he's i wouldn't, guy's a, I wouldn't think so a guy's a stud so um, he's a stud. Man, it's the most interesting uh, quarterback search. I'm calling it a search. Mm-hmm. I hope that's okay with you, Trey. But, I mean, just the uh, the on-campus situation right now. you got two guys, two guys on scholarship. Now, take nothing away from Renfro and, and Cade Fortin. I'm sure one or maybe even both eventually could, you know, um, earn a scholarship, especially mm-hmm. the way it's, it's looking right now. But, for the time being, you've got two guys. One of them has a really good chance to go pro after this year, and the other one is he's practicing a wide receiver a significant amount of the time. Yeah. And, and the, that leaves it wide open for it. I mean, if you can go get the right guy, mm-hmm. who's to say a true freshman couldn't couldn't take the starting job next year? Yeah, I mean, that's that's definitely something I was thinking about. Like, you know, how do things shake out with Malik Hornsby at, at quarterback slash wide receiver, you know, and – you know, Malik is still extremely dangerous. He he does tend oh, yeah. to try to throw it through a brick wall every single time. But uh, he, you know, if the light comes on at quarterback for him, he could just be so dangerous. But I would love to see him more at wide receiver. And you know, at quarterback, for when you look at the future, Danny, like when's the last time a five-star quarterback visited Arkansas? When's that happened? I, I guess it would have had to have been Ricky Town. <laughs> ironically from yeah. California himself and uh, he was a tra- he was a transfer guy so like out of high school at so. a high school it's Ooh. I mean I can't even can't even think when that's happened be, it, uh, did Mallet take an OV back in your day I don't think he did no I don't think uh, he did so, I think he so had decided that yeah it would have been Mitch I bet so uh wow. and, and this year you've already had you know Rashada come in you've had Singleton come in a couple times Avery Johnson's come in a couple times People um, forget Jackson Arnold, you know, mm-hmm. the Oklahoma commitment. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, he was here. Boy, yeah. it's been a lot of them. But, yeah, uh, that's yeah, good. Uh, big week coming up, too. I do want to make mention of some of these guys. I mean, it's it's such a, a quick turnaround, you know, in covering these guys now. You get through with one weekend, like a huge weekend, and you feel like, oh, finally, I got that out of the way. Yeah. You turn around, and here comes another group to keep up with. But it uh, should be another group uh, – uh, probably nowhere near as big. I think they had like 80 kids there last week. It probably won't be that. But some really good players coming in. You mentioned Malachi Singleton bringing both parents, third visit here. Yep. This is a guy that talked about, you know, he told us in March, I'd like to get something done before May. Mm-hmm. And uh, what's today, Trey? April 18th. Yeah. I thought so, they might have had him back then, Danny. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I was kind of watching for that one all weekend when he was here, but we'll see. We'll see how that one shakes out. You got Dante Dowdell. He's a four-star running back, another one, 2023 class. He's a Mississippi kid, a, a, a big fan of Darren McFadden. Don't you love hearing that? Yeah. Some 15 years later, this kid loves D-Mac. They were trying to get him here when D-Mac was going to be here, from my understanding. I'm not sure if that's going to work out. 
I don't I don't know that DMAC is coming in to town this weekend mm-hmm. anyway. But uh, Braden Marshall, he's a four-star corner out of Lake Mary, Florida. Just uh, another extremely talented dude. He's got offers from everybody, making the long trip from Florida. Here's another kid in the 24 class, Fletcher Westfall. That's W-E-S-T-P-H-A-L, Westfall. He's an offensive lineman. He's got. Uh, he's from Leesburg, Virginia. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, uh, that's, that's pretty mind-blowing to me. The kids are coming from that far away. But he's got Georgia, Miami, Penn State, Wisconsin, Virginia Tech, a lot of really good offers there. And then Peyton Pierce, we talked about top 100 guys. There's another one in the 24 class, four-star linebacker out of Lucas, Texas, Lovejoy High School. That one's been a pretty good spot for Arkansas when you think about bumper pool. Danny, I want to turn your attention to a visitor um, from last weekend. Luke Brown visited last weekend, right? That's correct. Yeah, yep. so for Luke Brown is a – Verified 6'5 last year, verified 6'5, 300 plus um, offensive tackle, rated the number 260 overall prospect in the country, number 12 interior offensive lineman. I don't know why he's listed as an interior O-line on these two rankings, but he's listed as a tackle. Uh, number yeah. five overall prospect in Tennessee. And Steve Wiltfong put a fong in, fonged him crystal ball uh, to go to Arkansas. You've had a crystal ball pick for this guy for a couple, few weeks maybe? on him uh, not that long a couple much, weeks uh, maybe a few days before steve yeah i just um, i just jumped on the bandwagon and threw one in there you got when you both go. of you guys do it i'm just like yeah all right <laughs> screw it let's do it <laughs> i love it yeah big time dude man a lot of people it's been an interesting recruitment to be honest he's a lot of teams have felt positive about their their place with luke for mm-hmm. a while now vanderbilt's one of them um uh, Kentucky there for a while, I think, was was feeling pretty good about things. He's got offers from Florida State, Georgia. Uh, the list goes on. Michigan State, Mississippi State, Missouri, Ole Miss, Tennessee, obviously the home state school. I skipped over there. They're one that I think felt good there for a while. Mm-hmm. But, man, he's made two trips here in the last, what, six, eight weeks? I yeah. think that's significant. I know he had a really good time. On uh, Saturday, actually hung around after the practice uh, most of the evening. I think they all went out and had dinner. So uh, he and Connor Stroh. So I think they hit it off pretty good. And I think they're in a good spot. But like I said, so many people feel good about it. It's just it's almost impossible to call it 100%. But um, Arkansas would still be my prediction as of today. I think he would be the third highest rated commitment in the class, which would move Arkansas up. But I've got I've got interesting news for you, Danny. Arkansas has moved in the national rankings after weeks being number three, months I guess of being number three in the nation. They have plummeted all the way to number five. Yeah, Georgia <laughs> man, Georgia, Georgia. and, and Ohio State. Ohio State also. Yeah, Ohio State jumped up there. And how about? Hey, let's give a little credit here, Trey. You want to? Texas Tech. Ah, yeah. No, they've been number one. They're number one. Yep. Number one in the country. I forget the the coach's name. I'm sorry. No disrespect (laughs) to the coach, but he was a high school coach there in in Dallas, I think, for a while. Man, what a class he's got going. 15 commitments. That obviously helps their uh, ranking quite a bit. But, Mm -hmm. man, they've got a – you know, you would like to think that they would look over at Arkansas and, and say the same thing. So, 
two programs in the top five right now that not a lot of people probably predicted. You know, also, Danny, not to overlook, Arkansas's got 10 commitments right now. Uh, in addition to all the recruits that they had in, they also had Luke Hotz in, who is the number one ranked prospect in the class, number 66 in the nation. Jaden has now, Trey. Has. has. Okay. Yep, sorry. All right. Has. Yeah. Has, has. Say it three times and use it in a sentence. Yeah. (laughs) Jaden Ham, also. I think that we got that one right. Uh, Jaden Ham, who's the number three ranked prospect in the class, number 330 nationally, who was also in town. And Quincy Rhodes Jr., number 384 nationally, um, who is the fourth ranked recruit in the class. Shamar Easter wasn't wasn't on hand, right? He was the only one one of those top four guys that were were also in in town for the visit. So it's good to have your, uh, your guys who are on board already. Um, you know, helping you recruit when you have a big visit weekend. The only thing that didn't work out really is the weather, and it's a shame because I think the weather would have been fine for the game in the stadium. I I think it would have been – because I came out there to do the walk and talk, and I was like, holy crap, it's sunny and dry as a bone out here. But, you know, the threat of lightning, that's the worst thing you could do is get out there, get set up to go, and lightning hits, and you got to, you know, you got to cancel the whole thing. So, um, probably made the right decision, even though my – my granddad used to say you lose a lot of money waiting on it to rain. <laughs> That's a smart man right there. That's a fact. As I look out over all these uh, these fields here in northwest Missouri, I think of all the farmers. I, that makes sense to me. Yeah. You kill any turkeys yet? No, man. I, I heard a bunch this morning, but they're all across the, the highway over here on the neighbors. So yeah. maybe they'll maybe – they'll, over to play tomorrow <laughs> all right all right danny anything else you want to chime in with no just be looking for uh, uh that big visit weekend this week i'm starting to get a list together so that should be on hog sports shortly all right appreciate you ma'am yeah man. all we'll right everybody that's danny west we're letting him get back to doing what he's doing anyway this episode is brought to you by progressive insurance whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews or news You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. If you haven't followed Danny, you should at Danny West 247. He's the hogsports.com recruiting analyst, been in that role for a dozen years or more maybe, and uh, just does a fantastic job. Most of his content is VIP, so you do need a VIP membership if you want to sign up at Hogsports. It's just $1 right now for your first month at hawgsports.com. $1. That's a heck of a deal. You come try us out. The good thing about it is you try out Hogsports for $1 for your first month, you realize, like, what everybody else does once they sign up. Like, well, I've been missing this the whole time. I'm a diehard Razorback fan, and I didn't know about this. This is what you're going to tell yourself when you look at our Razor's Edge message board, the activity and the news that drops there, all the content, all the features that we offer. And then you're going to realize when, when your promo is up that you're going to get Paramount Plus for absolutely free, which is $100 a year. Commercial-free Paramount Plus. What's Paramount Plus got on it? Uh, well, it's got Halo. If you haven't watched Halo, I just got into that. I didn't really play that as a video game as a kid, but it's fantastic. Um, I mean, I'm on episode four now, and it's really taken off. Uh, Yellowstone fans, you get Yellowstone 1883, which 
I'm not going to spoil that for you at all. I'm not going to tell you anything, but it's completely amazing. It's incredibly well done. Uh, it takes place like Oregon Trail type stuff. That's not spoiling anything for you. Um, what else? Picard for you Trekkies out there. Picard is a fantastically done show. It's in season two now, so they got two seasons up there. Star Trek Discovery, I think, is like eight seasons or something. Uh, and then there's a ton of other content. There's stuff from like Nickelodeon. I mean, the whole Paramount Global umbrella is under here, like for movies, TV shows, everything from Smithsonian to BET. I mean, CBS, Nickelodeon, all that stuff. It's, it is a important streaming service to have if you like great programming. So that is absolutely free at Hog Sports for as long as you're subscribed. As long as you're subscribed. Once that $1 promo for the first month ends, you can get Paramount Plus. If you're subscribed to Hog Sports the next decade, then you've got a decade worth of Paramount Plus for free. It's a pretty solid deal. Pretty solid. Thanks for listening. I know some of y'all are like, how do I fast forward through that? But I need you to listen to it. I also need you to throw a thumbs up real quick. You didn't do it, and I need you to throw a thumbs up. By the way, we've been posting some videos of uh, press conferences and stuff on this channel. I normally don't, and I mentioned that you know earlier. The reason we don't is because sometimes it hurts the algorithm and stuff. Um, but the video, the audio is something that we've gotten some you know complaints about. And to be honest with you, the sports information department – has to break down video stuff all the time because we don't have, aside from in the stadium when we do stuff in there, which is mainly after games, you know, or occasional off-season stuff. Uh, but, like, if they practice on the practice fields or the indoor, we're going to be in the Smith Center, and that's something that's got to be broken down, put back together again because they have scout team meetings in that room or it's a tight end meeting room or, um, you know, special teams meeting room or stuff like that because when Jeff Long approved this building, he didn't put a damn dedicated media room in that facility, which is it, it it boggles the mind how that's not done. And that's why we run into sometimes some audio stuff, you know, because everybody's like saying, you know, hey, the press conference audios, why is it always so low? That's why. That's why. And the other option is, it has been for us to crank it up on our end, but uh, that makes the audio clip. And I guess you'd rather have it clipping. For those who don't mean clipping, it's like when it's like blaring out at you because it, I don't want to explain all that, but it's it's blaring, and you don't you know you don't want like you don't want to be like this, you know. So when it's in the Smith room, it's the audio is fine, but when it's or excuse me, when it's in the in the stadium media room, it's fine because that's a dedicated media room that's set up and ready to go. So just run into some issues here and there with audio. Check out all Danny's stuff. He's got he's got it comments from like i don't know 10 guys that were were there and plenty of notes on some other players or excuse me other recruits that were there the Jaden rashada interviews also at hog sports curtis wilkerson has a hog hoops recruiting mailbag where he just answers several questions about i mean there's still stuff going on with razorback basketball obviously they're not necessarily done in the transfer portal obviously Jalen williams is a big story to follow I want to get to your questions here in a second. I just want to make sure I've covered everything. Oh, you know, I wanted to talk about ESPN's FBI. So ESPN recently, last week, released the FBI for 2022 preseason. For those who don't know what the FBI is, it's the Football Power Index. 
Okay. So it's a formula. Now, last year I thought was an absolute, like, it was like, what are they, like, what are they doing? Why would they release this when it's obviously so flawed? Why can't I bring it up? There it goes. All right. So that's uh, backwards order. Hold on. Let's go top 10. Number 10, Auburn. Auburn, which has had so much off-season uh, off turmoil, which is a six-and-a-half point – or excuse me, a six-and-a-half win projected team. I messed that up <laughs> by the odds maker. Uh, is the number 10-ranked team in the country on the ESPN FBI. Come on. Pittsburgh Panthers are nine. I'm not saying they can't be good, but, I mean, they did lose – you know, they lost Kenny Pickett. Oklahoma Sooners, Sooners is eight. I mean, they've got a lot of change going on, and they're eighth. Michigan is seventh. Okay. Texas is six. The Texas we saw last year, I mean, obviously they got another year, but Texas is six based on what? Based on what we saw last season? Notre Dame's at five. Sure. Clemson's at four. Sure. Georgia's at three. All right. Ohio State, two. Okay. Alabama's at one. I can understand a lot of this, but – Texas and Auburn? I get I get it. You know, we're not playing last year's schedule. Arkansas, you know, didn't finish with three wins just because they did the year before. I understand that. But it's a little surprising that a formula, you know, this isn't like somebody looking at it and saying, you know what, they've got this piece, this piece, and this piece. You know, it's not a human doing this. This is a formula. And that's the formula? That doesn't make any sense to me. Arkansas is not on that list. Arkansas, which finished 21st, which has a ton of guys coming back, which has the favorable home schedule. I mean, it's a tough schedule. You see Arkansas' schedule, and it's like, you know, number one. I've seen them number five. So maybe ESPN looked at it and said, you know what, Arkansas' schedule is so tough they don't deserve to be in there. So let's look. Let's see what our Arkansas' schedule is on ESPN's toughest schedule rankings. Auburn's number one. Huh. So Auburn's number one. But they're in their ranked 10th, so they didn't work. Okay. Mississippi State's two, sure. SEC team. Georgia Tech is three. ACC. Vanderbilt's four, sure. They got to play everybody but Vanderbilt. Tennessee's five, okay. SEC East team. You get LSU and Alabama and Georgia. All right, okay. Where's Arkansas? Arkansas is not here. Alabama's six. I mean, they're SEC West, yeah. They don't have to play themselves. Texas AM, seven, sure. West. South Carolina, they have to play Arkansas this year as their cross-divisional. Yeah, okay, all right, okay, South Carolina. LSU, sure. Indiana, they got to play Cincinnati. We still haven't seen Arkansas. So, Hoosiers got to play Cincinnati, so it's super tough now. Nebraska and Michigan. Ohio State, Michigan State, okay, I mean, it's, sure. Western Kentucky, all right. Where's Arkansas? Not 11th, not 12th, 13th. So Arkansas has the easiest schedule they had in years, but they're not good enough to make the ESPN FBI. <laughs> What's going on, ESPN? You just got interns running the show over there? I mean, you look at Arkansas's schedule, guys. It's Cincinnati opening up. I know Cincinnati got to replace a quarterback. This is a program that's been solid for well over a decade. South Carolina was trending up at the end of the season last year. Won the Belk Bowl. Coach got mayonnaise dumped all over him. Which, 
Why would Bremer get man- – like the losing coach should get mayonnaise dumped on him. Not the winning coach. Dump mayonnaise on the losing coach. and Not the belt bowl, the Duke's Mayo Bowl, excuse me. Missouri State, I know that's like – you know, they made the FCF playoffs last year. And I know it's an FCS team, but it's still Bobby Petrino. You can't underscore the idea of Bobby Petrino coming back to Fayetteville. Texas A&M and Arlington, tough. Alabama, tough. At Mississippi State, it's not going to be easy at all. Arkansas's had their number, but it's at Mississippi State. They got a good quarterback. At BYU, nationally ranked last year. At Auburn, it's on the road. Auburn's dealing with a lot, but it's on the road. Liberty, Hugh Freeze. They've got to replace a good quarterback, obviously. The guy's going to get drafted in the first round. But Liberty has been pretty solid under Hugh Freeze. LSU in Fayetteville, Ole Miss. That's what they say is Arkansas's trap game this year because you got all these Fayetteville games. you got Liberty, LSU, Ole Miss, and then Missouri at Missouri, which they should win, which, by the way, that was moved to Friday now. So it's Friday, November 25th, the day after Thanksgiving, just like we'd expect. I'm still holding out hope that they're going to move this game to Arrowhead because if you remember pandemic year, this game was supposed to be played at Arrowhead. So I'm hoping that would be sweet. It'd take two hours off my drive. That would be sweet to play in Arrowhead. So, yeah. Ole Miss is the trap game. Is it a trap game or is it just a tough game? (laughs) You know, I look at like – Missouri State or Liberty kind of is a trap game. So ESPN came out with their way too early top 25. All right. So this is a human putting together a top 25. Mark Schlebach. All right. Alabama, sure. Ohio State, Georgia, Texas A&M, Michigan, Notre Dame, Utah, NC State, Ohio or Oklahoma State, Michigan State, Clemson, Oregon, Houston, Still no Arkansas, Wake Forest. I've seen Arkansas as high as six. I've seen them eighth. Iowa, Wake Forest, Baylor, Arkansas. Nope. BYU, Oklahoma, Cincinnati, Arkansas is 20th. Okay, so they're going to do about the same they did last year, I guess. Do about the same they did last year, according to these guys. I'm on record saying, like, I'm not going to, like, say final ten games, but – they look good, y'all. I mean, they look big. They look as big as I've ever seen them look. They are a big, big football team. They are a veteran football team. They had the good home schedule. There's a lot that kind of feels like it lines up right now. The transfer additions that they got aren't just going to, like, practice. They're going to make a major impact at the areas of need that they had. I, just, I think they're in for something special this year. How long have we gone? 37 minutes. Tony Vitello was suspended for four games for bumping an umpire. What, what's going on these days? You can go up and slap somebody in the face. You know you can't touch an umpire. You can't touch a ref. People getting physical. I mean, like, come on. You can't do that kind of stuff. I'm not going to go into my whole thoughts on Will Smith either. That's been a while back, but, dude, very disappointed in the Fresh Prince. think he deserves everything he's getting. Slapping my man. All right. 
Arkansas is 7-0 and this academic year against LSU. Just swept them, 3-0 in baseball, number 15 LSU at the time. 5-4-4-0-6-2, the sweep in Fayetteville. So just to recap, Arkansas versus LSU, and Andrew Ellis reminds me of this. So those of you who don't know Andrew Ellis covers baseball for us, you should follow him at Andrew Ellis 247 on Twitter. Uh, but Andrew pointed this out to me. He's from he's from Louisiana, and he went to college in Louisiana. Um, grew up following Arkansas. His whole family's from Arkansas, so that's the connection there. So uh, he grew up all Arkansas, and, and maybe a little bit more so just because he had those ties and was out of the state. You know, you can understand how that dynamic would work. Uh, but he reminded me ever since that he's moved to. Fayetteville, Arkansas from Louisiana, that Arkansas is 7-0 and against LSU. They went 1-0 and in football, beat them in Baton Rouge, in Baton Rouge. Um, they beat them in Baton Rouge in basketball. They beat them in Fayetteville in basketball. And they beat them in Tampa in basketball. And then they went 1-2-3 in baseball. They don't have them scheduled again in the regular season. They could meet again, obviously, but they don't have them scheduled again in the regular season. So, 7-0 and against LSU this past year. It's pretty good against a team that you would view as a rival that probably views itself as being better than Arkansas. Questions? Y'all got any questions? I almost clicked off of this. I almost canceled the whole thing on accident. All right. Let's see what we got for you guys with the questions. Bill Richards says, good morning from Texarkana, Arkansas side. Colton Smith says, hey, Trey, when do you think Cade Renfro will be back? It would be nice to have some more depth at quarterback. You know, with Cade Renfro and Cade Fortin, a.k.a. Fortnite, both those guys are scholarship caliber quarterbacks in the SEC, in my opinion. I mean, both of them were on scholarship. I mean, Fortin was on scholarship at UNC. Renfro was on scholarship at Ole Miss. So they're scholarship-quality quarterbacks who are walk-ons at Arkansas right now. I would expect Renfro to be back no sooner than August. I would be a little surprised if he's full go in August. Okay, it's a six-month usually deal. Um, he was hurt, obviously, in um, in January. I mean, I say six months. It's usually like a nine-month type of deal. So flip it upside down. It's a nine-month type of deal for Renfro coming off an ACL in December. So, if he's back by August, that would be early. Greg Williams got the notification. That's good. James Hill says D-line showed out. One of the DNs had three tackles for loss and one sack. I mean, the D-line looked good. Matt Bounce says, thanks for the walk and talk Saturday. Watched it on YouTube, my better half. Walked by and said, that's Trey Biddy. I've always pictured him with thick brown hair. <laughs> I sound like I have thick brown hair, don't I? I once did. I once did. Brian Malone says Sanders is a lot faster than I thought he was. Yeah, Sanders got speed. You don't just get named Rocket, you know, unless you're incredibly slow or incredibly fast. James Hill says 94 John Hill will be in rotation on defensive end. Mark, mark it down in my book. He is on a mission. Um, I would be surprised by that. I think he is a guy that, you know, he looks good physically. He I, he got in the backfield and made a nice TFL on Saturday. But um, not that I wouldn't be, like, surprised to see him play, James. Um, but I, I think what they've got coming in, um, you know, they've got your top four guys, obviously, that are already there. Um, Landon Jackson coming in, Jordan Dominic coming in. 
So that's a lot coming in. But I do think that John has good size, okay? I, I noticed the hit that he made on Saturday when he got into the backfield. And I don't know, I wouldn't rule him out playing a little bit, but, um, you know, at least this year. But uh, I think that uh, special teams, obviously, there could be a role for him there, you know. I think he'll definitely play. But that's a lot to overcome the guys in front of him right now. That's just my honest opinion, James. Hey, seems like a good kid, by the way. Jeff Brown says, heard we left a really good impression on the QB from Cali. Hopefully it'll be good enough for commitment to Arkansas sometime this year. We'll see. To me, I'd take either one of those guys. Malachi Singleton, Jaden Rashada, either one of them. Whoever's willing to commit first, if I'm Arkansas. That's where I would go with that. I mean, go watch both of their film. Singleton's 6'1". I've seen him listed at 6'2". I would say he's probably 6'1"-ish, maybe. 220 pounds and can run. Like, stop and go, juke you. Got a really strong arm. Played at the highest level in Georgia. And then Rashad is just pure. I mean, as a thrower, he is – it's nice. Not the runner that Singleton is, but he can – and, and athletic, you know, he can move around, but um, he can really, really throw it. He's not You don't just get rated a five-star if you can't, if you don't have all the physical tools. Josh Smith says, love you. And Danny, West content, always spot on. Appreciate that, Josh. Thanks for tuning in. Dustin Hoofman says, Drew Sanders is a legit linebacker to help bumper pool. He's legit. It was, it was kind of weird. Like, everybody was just like, all right, everybody, tell everybody about Drew Sanders. Tell them what we really think now. And they were just glowing. Aaron Henderson says, how many more players will get picked up in the portal and what will they go after? Two defensive linemen and a wide receiver is the plan right now. So Pittman says three. I thought he had two spots. He says he has three. We'll go with Sam Pittman on that. And uh, unless there's a best available, like a guy that they can't look away from, like this guy's too good to not bring in. So that's where I think you'll see him go, two, two defensive linemen. I would think interior guys since they've already brought in two edge guys. Jim Stein says, jumping on, what's up with Jay Will's tweet? Was he playing, just playing around with this comeback, friend? I didn't see the tweet. When is Jay Will announcing he's returning to Arkansas for next season? I hear it's 50-50. I hear it's legit 50-50. If he comes back, Arkansas is going to be hell if he comes back. If he doesn't, they're still going to be pretty pretty damn good. But if, they, if he comes back, I'm, we're just talking like, okay, Final Four – anything less than a Final Four, you're just kind of like it would be a disappointment and keep your fingers crossed for a little luck in a national championship. Let's see. I'm not sure on that, Brian, on the Jonesboro quarterback. I haven't looked at him yet. John Sullivan says, would you be happy with take singles and commit this weekend losing out on Rashada? Yes. Yeah, I would. Like I said, either one. Either one who jumps on first, you take him. I love Singleton. I think he has so much ability, so much potential. Reminds me a lot of KJ, not as tall as KJ. I feel like he's more polished as a passer than KJ was coming out. A little different style of runner. But, yeah, I'd take either one of those guys right now. Dustin Hoofman. I mean, like if you're, if you're recruiting quarterbacks right now, obviously you show them the depth chart. You show them the numbers. They're not very good. You know, K.J. Jefferson probably moving on next year, and you got, you know, one guy and then a couple of really quality walk-ons. Um, so, but what I'm showing him is that second-team offensive line because, like, skill guys and quarterbacks sometimes, you don't always redshirt them. 
You know, obviously you'd like to be able to do that, but you don't always do it. Uh, especially in this offense, it's not as necessary to redshirt a quarterback because they can come in and play earlier in this type of offense uh, versus like, you know, Brett Bielma offense, more pro style. It's gonna, it usually takes a little bit longer to understand everything. So you can play a quarterback pretty early in this offense. What I always want to show guys, like, look what we did last year on the offensive line. Look at these guys we brought in. Because, you know, you redshirt, usually redshirt those guys. And then, you know, then you're kind of all in the same class. Like, these are the guys you're going to come up with. Did a strong job in recruiting wide receivers last year. So. When is Dominic Johnson supposed to be fully healthy? Sometime this summer. It sounds like maybe they cleaned up a knee a little bit, you know. So, sometimes that's just a – a few weeks, get him fully healthy. How much play time do you think Malik Hornsby will get? Uh, I would like to see him at wide receiver a significant amount, not like one or two times a game gimmick. Like I'm talking like 20 reps at wide receiver, more maybe if you can. I mean, if he's not going to be playing quarterback, play him a lot. I mean, you guys should have seen him the other day. And I know, you know, people like kind of bag on Hudson Clark sometimes. Um, you know, say he's not fast enough and stuff. And he burnt Hudson twice, okay, a 55-yard bomb in team, and then they came back the next session was in Pascal, a 75-yard bomb from K.J. to, to, to Hornsby. He would have burned anybody. <laughs> he would have – I mean, he is so fast. Like, they call him Tariq Hill. Tariq? Tariq. <laughs> Tariq Hill. That's what they compare him to. I mean, he you guys see him. You know, you watch the Outback. You've seen him last season. Obviously, you watch all the Razorback games. You're watching this show. You watch all the games. You know, you know the personnel. All right, everybody. We're going to wrap it up here. I want to impress one more time. Sign up for that dollar deal if you haven't already. You're going to love just the interaction and the discussion that we have on the Razor's Edge Premium Forum. Our activity in that forum just, like, just gets stronger and stronger. I mean, it's – some great posters, some guys with some inside knowledge, some, you know, coaches and stuff that like to break down stuff. We talk about everything from Razorback sports, and we're getting to a point where, you know, we're, we're going to talk baseball, obviously. And by the way, we're going to stay Andrew Ellis on the Razor's Edge. and But almost so much other stuff. Like, we talk about cooking. We talk about just about everything you can think of on, you know, in the offseason. It's a lot of fun. And to talk about it with Razorback fans, you know, get into discussions about historical stuff, best experience at games, all that kind of stuff. A lot of great stuff. So be sure to uh, to check us out on all that at hogsports.com, H-A-W-G Sports. Sign up for that dollar deal right now. And after it's over, get Paramount+. Plus. All right, everybody. That's the show for today. So appreciate you joining me. I want to say thanks to Danny West for all his recruiting insight. And, uh, yeah, we'll be back with you guys soon. So for Danny West, this has been Trey Biddy with hogsports.com. And we'll catch you next time. 